Hey everyone, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world. You may have heard about the Juneteenth celebration, but you might not really have an idea of the depth of this holiday and what it's all about. Well, to tell us about Juneteenth and how he is celebrating with museums all across the country is Ahmad Ward, the executive director for the Mitchellville Preservation Project. Maud, tell us about Juneteenth. I think different parts of the country, Juneteenth, maybe people are more aware. This is a huge celebration for Mitchellville. Tell us what you guys have planned and and what's going to be happening and why it's important. Well, sure. Um, first of all, Juneteenth is a celebration of the official end of slavery in the United States. It dates back to June 19th, 1865, where General Gordon Granger rode into Galveston, Texas, and informed the enslaved population there that they were finally free two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation. I was going to say a little late there, wasn't it? A little late, (laughs) a little late. uh, All kinds of uh, theories about why it took so long. Uh, But nevertheless, uh, he read the General Order 3 and we treat everybody. And uh, as you can imagine, they threw a celebration. And so they went up into the antebellum homes. Everybody's gone at this point because, of course, the Union Army was coming. So they, they vacated the premises. But they went in and got all the trappings from the, these these rich plantation owners who had had them in bondage. And they had a celebration right there in Galveston. And so that next year, when it came to June 19th, said, let's do it again. I mean, it's the celebration of being free. And it would continue and continue. And, um, you know, we're in the South, so we get this propensity to cram words together. So <laughs> so June, te- June 19th becomes Juneteenth. And it becomes a state holiday in Texas. So it's celebrated in some form or fashion or commemorated in at least 46 states. And it just makes sense for Mitchellville um, to talk about freedom because our tagline is where freedom began. We believe that this is the first opportunity for Africans in America to be citizens of a community they started to really taste freedom. So it makes sense for us to do a Juneteenth festival. I think it's kind of a neat connection, actually, with the first with the last, almost, you know what I mean? Along those lines. So I know last year, y'all really, because of of COVID and the pandemic, you celebrated this nationally. It was a little bit, virtual is a good thing. I think it's grown this event. Tell us about how that, how that happened and how that's going to happen this year. Sure. Well, we, uh, I was having a conversation with some peers of mine in the field and we were all lamenting the fact that we couldn't do outdoor Juneteenth festivals. And uh, I was speaking with a friend of mine named Alicia DeVardalaven, who's at the Northwest African-American Museum in Seattle. And we're like, well, we're doing everything else virtually. What if we get a couple of our friends together and, and do something? So last year ended up being about six museums from, of course, here, Seattle, um, Miami, Cincinnati, Memphis, and Detroit. And we came up with this uh 90 minute or so presentation uh, on Juneteenth and it was uh, launched on blkfreedom.org. It's like short hand for black. So <laughs> blkfreedom.org. We say, okay, if we get like 20,000 people to watch it, that'd be really cool, right? Could we kind of like put it together kind of hastily? And we had 40,000 watch live. The, the website reach was like 91,000 people, 167,000 impressions in that first weekend. So we were like, oh my gosh, uh, this was great. And we got a lot of exposure on it. Um, we had, uh, we landed on the landing page for TikTok that whole day. And so they pushed people in our direction. So that was awesome. And so this year, everybody's opening back up, but we were like, shoot, let's do it again. 
And so we added a few museums uh, this time. So now we're there's 10 of us <laughs> and we're doing that was very interesting. Put that together with 10 organizations, you know, group projects are great. <laughs> we thought they were over in college, but yeah, they really no, aren't. No. No. <laughs> Fortunately, everybody in this group project was great. And so we were able to pull things together. And so uh, June 15th is the launch date. Uh, for blackfreedom.org this time. And it's Lift Every Voice and Sing. So we've taken some terms, not directly from the song, but that the song brings up, like ours was pride. And there's fortitude and other things. So we all did these vignettes to, to, li- to lean into those themes that come out of that song. I think it's incredible. Uh, uh, it's a great representation of the museums there. Um, and so this year we are, we still have a connection with TikTok, but also we have sponsorship from T-Mobile and Chase Bank and Barnes and Noble and Hulu and Spotify. Uh, so it's going to be a really cool thing. And that's going to play this, the whole week of Juneteenth as we lead into our physical celebration. That's amazing. That's an amazing, what a, what a year it's been for this Juneteenth oh, celebration. So if anyone wants to come and celebrate at Mitchellville, they can, correct? What's going to be happening live in sure. celebration of Juneteenth? So Thursday, June 17th, we are doing a sleepover in the park with Joseph McGill. Joe McGill has a slave dwelling project. He's been doing this for a long time, going to uh, plantations and sites around the country and doing presentations and programs around the history. And of course, before Mitchellville was the community, it was a plantation, the Drayton Plantation. And so he'll be doing a Facebook Live that evening around six. And then there'll be some select folks who will actually sleep over in the park. And it's going to be a really cool situation for them to do. I'm going to hang as long as possible. <laughs> uh, but I can't know. sleep in a suit, Amon. I'm just well, going to let this, you know. <laughs> I, honestly, if that was the only thing we were doing, I think I'd probably hang out. But I kind of got to get up and get going with other things <laughs> the next day. Uh, so that's Thursday. Friday night, we are going to have a, uh, our movie a night in the in Barker Field. And so historic Barker Field, which is basically Mitchellville extended. Uh, so we're going to do a live presentation of the Juneteenth Black Freedom pre- presentation. And so we'll do that right on the baseball, on the soccer field, sorry, on the soccer field near Barker Field, and, and that's free to the public. We're going to have food by Gullah Geechee Catering. We'll have uh, part of the T-Mobile Barnes & Noble connection as we're going to do a book giveaway. So for young people who are there, we give away books. Uh, and that's been really cool situation to be working with them on. And so we, we'll we have people coming out at 7. We'll do some few things to begin with, but the, the actual film will start around 8. We had to wait for it to get a little darker so we can show things on the projector out there. Uh, so that's Friday night. And then Saturday, we're going to run throughout the day from 11 to 3, our full-blown Juneteenth festival. Uh, we're going to have food and fun and music and art, a uh, video game truck for the kids. We're going to have a, a Tiny Tots archaeological dig. So our archaeologist, Katie Sieber, is going to be out there with the kids and looking for um, some cool objects in our man-made sand pit. We'll have vendors selling everything possible. We're going to have Marlene, the great Marlene Smalls. We're going to have the Grammy award-winning Hamiltones, one people are really excited about, who are going to perform for us and all the food you can eat. Uh, it is going to be great. You can get tickets right now on exploremitchellville.org. They are $20. Uh, kids, five around 17 is $5. And if you're under five, of course, it's free. That's amazing. What if I'm in? 
I'm in. Good, good. I hope to see you out there. <laughs> That'll be fun. And we're going we're gonna to cross our fingers and toes that any water happens later in the day, maybe Absolutely. around five or so. I think it's going to take a lot more than a little sprinkle to to to, to make this anything yeah, less than super I, I, exciting. I think so there's so many great things going on at Mitchellville. You know, when we bring in we bring in journalists and writers and media from all across the country, it they are never not impressed with what's happening there. So tell us the latest on on where you are. I know there's still digs going on at Mitchellville. There's still uh, yeah. lots happening. So give us a little status update on where you are with. Uh, that great project right now. Well, we're, we're finalizing a, um, the processing from the last archaeological project we did, which was sponsored. Let me get this all out in one breath here. The African-American Cultural Heritage Action Fund from the National Trust for Historic Preservation. Whew, it's impressive. Yes, it's, it is a tongue twister. Uh, but that was a $100,000 grant, uh, 50% match. So we got $50,000 from the National Trust to do this mapping project. So everywhere we're going to put a building on the site, we had to do geophysical work, see what's underneath, but make sure that everything is where it's supposed to be. And we're finding some tremendous stuff. So the actual field research took place from November to January. And Katie Sieber, who again, I mentioned earlier is our archeologist has been with us since January doing the processing. Uh, we found some really cool things. There are some brick hearths out there that we did not know about. They're in the Michael Trinkley uh, reports from like, the eighties, but I had never seen them. And so they're, they're, they're exposed after we cut everything down in the middle section. There's this brick outline there. So actually they were cooking outside of these hearths. There's about two or three of them in the park and then line up with the grid. Uh, the places where we think we're going to put our ghosted structures, reenact, re reenactment, replicas of houses. We can see these, uh, this is the technical term, uh, blobs. <laughs> <laughs> very scientific. Yes. Very scientific blobs underneath the ground that line up with these houses and they're almost like the same kind of size. It's been a, a really incredible thing to look. I actually can read these maps a little bit now That's after amazing. three years, you know, I'm definitely uh, a, a bargain basement level archeologist, <laughs> but I can make some of this stuff out now. And we're seeing a lot of the things that would line up with the army map. And so it is really, really cool for us. So, so we, when we get to start to build, this would be our our roadmap on what we can do. Uh, now, one thing we are finding is that that the four thousand year old Native American imprint we knew was there may be taken up a little more area than we thought, and so we'll we have another round of tests. So there's like three different things we have to check. So the third one's on the way, and we'll know for a certainty what we're looking at. But it looks like there was a definite. Um, presence where the praise house is. And of course, probably where I want to put my interpreter center. So <laughs> if that proves to be what it is, we'll take all of that out before we do anything. So we want to be respectful. Uh, but it's either the Kataba, who is the only governmentally recognized uh, indigenous people here in the state of South Carolina, the Bossa or the Edisto Natchez Cuso, who would have been in this area. Um, it's, I've learned a lot about this, you know, that this imprint goes 4,000 years. And so we'll have core samples in the park and we have all of our wayfinding and signage up. They'll be about seven feet tall. So you can see about three feet down is Mitchell era, mm -hmm. you know? So that means we kicked up about three feet of stuff over the last 160 years. And then about five to six, you get this, you get this archaic imprint. 
And so we'll be able to show people where we are finding things uh, as they look through the core samples. So. Kind of an interesting cultural collision there with the Native American Absolutely. influence and, and the African-American influence. Well, we're thrilled. We're so thrilled that that you're at the helm and there's so many great things happening in Mitchellville. So I just encourage everyone to check it out. I'll be Absolutely. out there. Happy you not. It's such a great celebration. Oh, please come join us. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a time we, we look at Juneteenth as official celebration of freedom for all people because at Juneteenth, We've all, at least on paper, <laughs> freed. And so it's open for everybody. Uh, so we encourage everybody to come out and hang out with us uh, during all the Juneteenth things that they can. Great. We'll see you there. Thanks. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Never miss an episode of the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast by subscribing to our channel on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon just about anywhere you can get the Chamber Channel podcast.